hope this doesn't make like any bad juicy in my lives. Put them up with such a man they're going to get murdered or something. That'd be great. Rather you than me. You <laughs> <laughs> see who's the most brutal one in the relationship. <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> Good. Start off strong. I like it. Hey, okay. We are engaged. Starting that way. Cool. No. <laughs> no. Miserable. <laughs> God. I wish you could see reactions on radio. I've got a face for radio. <sighs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> Alright, so we are comfort in death and darkness. Uh literally doesn't need to be an explanation behind that name. We are just two extremely strange individuals. No, we're not strange. We are the most normal people you'll ever find. It's just we happen to like this weird sort of subject matter. Would you would you say that's accurate? Yeah. Yeah? Right. Good. So comfort and death and darkness. We are comfortable talking about death and other things that happen in darkness. And sometimes broad daylight. Murders and shit yeah. do happen in broad daylight. Abduction. So whatever floats your boat because I know it floats mine why Why was abduction the first thing you said I feel like no, you contemplated this no there's a thing on Netflix, <laughs> is it Netflix or Sky there's one that says um, abducted in plain sight oh it's Netflix yeah and we watched that and it was creepy as fuck do you need some relief does this need to be beeped out no <laughs> do, do you need some relief no I don't need any relief and I am not relieving a friend either or a neighbour no thank you <laughs> bitch you crazy oh god Right, his so. little face, I just feel so sorry for him. He's like, so I give him relief. And I'm like, oh, you poor bugger. <laughs> he could have said no. <laughs> he could have said no, but the pressure. <laughs> God. All right, so there's one question and one question I want to ask you to start off with, Charlie. Oh, yeah, I should probably say that. She's Charlie and I'm Jake. Mm-hmm. Right, so there's one question, little Miss Charlie, that I want to ask you straight away. Why do you like this sort of subject matter? What is it that makes you gravitate towards things that are like death and darkness i like um watching a lot of documentaries on like serial killers and a lot of prison stuff is i just like it puts us right on the edge of my seat and i get really intrigued and then i get anxious i start biting my nails i get like really into it so you enjoy the ride yeah and i love talking to people about it as well and seeing their side of the story like who do you think did it or like, and you've got to be careful who you actually ask as well because yeah. if you ask the wrong person they'll just walk away from you yeah yeah, that is true I've had that a few times um, <laughs> but like I've really enjoyed watching Evil Genius on Netflix that was a good one that was really good like I recommended that to everyone and when I watched it I was like oh I'll just put it on as something in the background and I actually watched the whole thing usually All I'm four episodes to, yeah usually I'm wanting to like sit on my phone while I'm watching something and just have something on in the background but the phone did not enter the hand <laughs> the whole It was time. blinders so on, just the TV. I watched the whole lot in one go, and then when I recommended it to Jake, he watched it all in one go, and I watched it again. <laughs> it was my hangover cure, actually, because if I remember correctly, I watched it on New Year's Day Yeah. after coming back from a wedding that we had on New Year's Eve. Yeah. So that was my hangover cure. Yeah. <laughs> watching watching, watching someone's a, head blow off. Yeah, <laughs> watching a, pe- a poor pizza guy get his head blown off. Yeah. Lovely. But- I do like talking about it, like the Madeleine McCann one. Like I've, I've enjoyed all the stuff about it on Twitter and. Well, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. Um, Is that on your list? It's on my list. Um, so you and so so, what do you like about this subject matter? It's for you. It's the thrill. It's the ride. It's the it's the journey and the story. Yeah. That's what you love about this stuff. Yeah. Okay. See, for me, it's being able to have a look inside the human mind. 
like like why the hell have they done that yeah what are they thinking of when they're doing that what goes through their minds yeah like for instance i i know for a fact that if i look at a person in the street and i say that's a serial killer <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i look at them and think what like what is going through someone's mind like for instance at work you'll get someone who will just be really angry about not getting a product that they want and it's like do you really like, have shit in your cornflakes yeah like are you just one step away from murdering someone abducting someone or are you like two steps away like, <laughs> like I love looking at people and like people watching so for you it's the thrill the rush the ride and for me it's trying to understand the human side of things and why on earth it happens mm. so that's that, that's I think that's good enough I think that's why most people generally like this stuff yeah and Even though they don't like to admit it. Yeah. Because you get people like... Well, I've grown up watching stuff that, like murder same. documentaries because my granddad watches them and mm. he'll watch like, them every Saturday. CBS. And he used to go around every Saturday and stay over and he would watch one and he still, to this day, sits and watches murder documentaries. We watch one with him. I watch them with him. Jake now watches them with him. <laughs> and my grandma is very worried about the three of us. <laughs> she says that if she's She still found, watches them too. Yeah, only she has to. Um... But my mum's had like loads of interest in it as well because she's got magazines on um, lots of murder mysteries and. Um, Which you might have to pull it. some of them out and, and, yeah, and delve into these because like yeah. there's there's some on there that I've never found online. Like, most people get passed down heirlooms, trinkets, <laughs> and I got passed down murder mystery documentary books. <laughs> so that's not where that your love comes grow- from. Yeah, not that I want to go and book because I quite enjoy reading them on a night time. Puts us right off to sleep. <laughs> I'm looking at my my notes right now, and I just know I'm going to butcher half the things I'm going to say. Anyway, so because you can't read, oh, that's just funny, isn't it? Yeah, you'll find that a lot. She likes to um, self-deprecate, except not self, just deprecate me. <laughs> See, the silence means it's true. Anyway, right. So you were talking about the Madeleine McCann documentary just a second ago. What do you think? Why is your microphone called the snowball? It's it's called the snowball. But it's, it's not it's white ball. and it doesn't. It's also got the word blue on the front. <laughs> Sorry, repeat the question. So the Madeline McCann documentary. Mm-hmm. Yep. What do you think? It frustrates us. Yeah. Because I, I feel that half the time I'm like, yeah, the mum and dad did it. <laughs> they definitely did it, and there's so much like. As most of the meme community also agrees. But then, like, part of us is like loads of other people like what they've said it sort of makes us think maybe they haven't yeah I, I, I feel that because like there was two women and they seen like two blokes standing mm-hmm. where she was but then like I'm not being funny Kate McCann if you're listening <laughs> right because <laughs> she takes time out of a Tuesday yeah. afternoon to listen to this <laughs> you left the two twins when you found out Madeline was gone you left them to go back to the tapas bar thus putting them in danger hmm. and I'm not being funny and I ain't no like is that going to be the tagline of this show I'm not being funny no like <laughs> why take Madeline if yeah. we're going to try if it, like if people what were saying oh she's probably being tra- like child trafficked and stuff mm. you would take the twins yeah. really because you would get more money for them because they're a set yeah exactly yeah and they're younger and they wouldn't remember anything if you did want to just that's have the children. kicker for me it's the memory thing because obviously there is a chance that Madeline would remember her parents yeah. no matter any kind of brainwashing something could could trigger a memory and like what mother like 
cannot explain like that the fact that like there was corpse scent but found by a dog in the cupboard in the room see that could that in the car the rental car that they rented after she went missing again that could totally just be from another case like yeah something could have happened like since like that the dog like they do cover this in the documentary those dogs do not close cases those dogs those the the cadaver dog and the blood dog they don't close cases they just help it along Mm -hmm. so when the uk media latched onto that and said right these dogs found obvious traces of of madeline they didn't they found evidence that something may have happened in that room once so they had something to go on but the uk media really just took that and ran with it in the wrong direction i think but then if you watch the documentary it was one of the the friends i think he went to check on them before the mccann's checked on them yes, when she did. went missing and he said that he heard something in the room and i literally like all the hairs on my body stood up and i was like if you heard something you would instinctly go in because he even said that he was just like one of the kids turning in their sleep hmm. but he would still go in and check on them but the fact that he said oh whoever took it must have been in that room when he checked mm. to have heard that like that literally like poof shit you up yeah <laughs> shut me up bad <laughs> so one thing I do want to point out about the, the, the disappearance of Madeline McCann is that it's done something that no other Netflix documentary like true crime series has done and it was deliver both sides of the argument that's what really annoyed me about making a murderer mm-hmm. there was it was hey look this guy's not guilty he's obviously not guilty so you should agree with us like us being the documentarians same with the evil genius one it was very much this guy is the victim and he's only the victim when he was kind of involved up to an extent yeah so he wasn't truly innocent but the thing with evil genius the girl who actually i'm not even going to say because that would just be given yeah it'd be a spoiler we could do a spoiler cast one day yeah might do that as a mini-sode. But with the disappearance of Madeleine McCann, it sort of takes the direction of, right, it's obvious that it's the mom and dad. And then in the last few episodes, it's like, well, clearly it wasn't, so it must have been something else. Mm-hmm. It's It delivers both it, sides of the argument, but in a just, really weird way. It just really annoys us and frustrates us because someone out there knows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Someone out there knows exactly what's happened to her. It could be Kate, it could be Jerry, it, it could, could be, be their some mate. It could be a random person. But someone knows. And if I die before Kate, before she's found, <laughs> I'd be very upset. <laughs> Asking the right questions. Uh, that's not even a question, and you still ask the right one. <laughs> uh, actually, speaking of like, like child abductions, did you see about that neo-Nazi guy? in the news like it was like a couple of days ago no, I don't I don't really pay attention to the news because I'm <laughs> sick of hearing about Brexit so I've turned notifications off on my phone let's not get political on this podcast <laughs> so basically this guy actually we are going to get political because that's what he was this guy I can't for the life of us remember his name I'm going to have to google it while I'm there while we're phone? doing this I don't know where I got my phone thank you um, right so a 23 year old neo-nazi who plotted that you cannot make this up this is a headline and a half 23-year-old neo-Nazi who plotted to kill a Labour MP with a machete is unmasked as a convicted paedophile who what? groomed boys as young as 13 years old after a jury fails to reach a verdict in his national action trial. 
Now, I'm going to show you the picture. That's the guy. The flag in the background, that is the logo of the um, the National Action and it looks like a shitty was, Avengers logo. I was logo. literally just about to say that looks like a dodgy Avengers. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a shitty Avengers logo. And that that knife thing at the bottom—that's what he was going to try and kill that woman with. Labor MP. So, Why do people want to kill MPs? Like, how are you, man? How are you, man? I know it's bullshit. Uh, where's this timeline? There's a time. Right. So this guy, he's called Jack Renshaw. In 2010. Why does anyone want to kill anyone? Do you know what I mean? Like, how are you? <laughs> Yeah, but if they didn't want to do that, it wouldn't be this podcast. That is true. <laughs> and I wouldn't have a hobby. <laughs> there you go. So in 2010, this kid became involved with the EDL, the English Defence League, and he joined the BNP, the British National Party, at the age of 15 against his parents' wishes. Fast forward th- like three years, and he starts studying politics at uh, Manchester Metropolitan University, and he becomes the face of the BNP youth. So automatically, this kid's setting off like horrible vibes at like just about the age of eighteen. A year later, he declares in a blog that Jewish people are traitors what? and should be killed. So that sounds awfully Hitler. familiar, doesn't it? Why do all the Jews get the hate? I, I hate, got, I got I no really, idea. Really fizzes us. Yeah, especially with you being have gone to um. Yeah, like I went to Auschwitz, to Auschwitz. and Birkenau, and I think that is someone that somewhere that every single person needs to see, so it never at happens one point again. in their life. I will go eventually. I just don't it's, think you can handle it as soon as. So then in September 2015, he's forced to leave the university after an investigation into his um, like alleged racial hate. In April 2016, he called for counter-protesters, so people who are counter, like, protesting against him, to be put into the chambers, quote-unquote. Do you think he should just be put in a chamber? Oh, it gets you know worse. I mean? It gets worse. And called Nazism, nature's politics. In the same year, there's a Yorkshire Forum for Nationalists in 2016, and he tells people that Hitler was wrong for showing Jews mercy. You're joking. Nope. Uh, later that year, he then faces criminal charges over incitement of racial hatred. Um, in January of 2017, he's arrested for hate crimes and terror offences after the arrest of National Action members across the UK. A couple of weeks later, he's arrested for child grooming. Why is the death penalty not around anymore? <laughs> July 1st, 2017. He tells friends that he would murder Rosie Cooper, who's an MP, and takes hostages in a pub. Four days later, he's charged by the CPS under pressure from the campaign against anti-Semitism, which is, you know, good. Yeah. In April of uh, last year, he then found he's then found guilty of stirring up racial hatred and calling for the genocide of Jewish people. So he's literally thinking yeah. of himself as a little Hitler. He's then jailed for eighteen months for grooming. Sorry, sixteen months. That's not even two years. Absolutely sick in the head. I don't know. April second, twenty nineteen. So literally a couple of days ago from this recording. Trial for membership of National Action where the jury was unable to reach a verdict. So, but that's it's understandable that one because they can't really prove um, if he's still a member of the National Action. That's what that trial was for. Mm -hmm. But he's still in prison for all the other things he's done. But even still, he hasn't got nowhere enough time. He's (laughs) he's sick, sick in the head. 
like he wants to rid the world of cer- like of a certain race of people. He wa- well, a certain religion of people. He wants to rid the world of well, hon. We want to rid the world of people like you. Exactly. Like just kill yourself. Like make the world a better place. <laughs> kill yourself. I said that really easy. Didn't I? I mean, <sighs> to say that Adolf Hitler showed Jews mercy. You know this kid was like evil. So. Yeah. But anyway, on the more light-hearted murders. <laughs> I want to say Matt hasn't just came up murders. The Golden State Killer. Has <laughs> <laughs> been done to death at this point. No, but his trial's this month. Yeah, ooh, we might do a, might do something on that once once his trial comes, comes Like, to if pass. you looked at the Golden State Killer, you think, oh, he's a really cute little old man. That's when what you he wants, yeah. When you hear about him, you're like, bloody hell. Yeah. I told my grandma about him. My grandma didn't sleep. In case he comes and gets her. He comes in with his shoelaces and his pants and his plates. So, anyway, right, anyway. The meat of this podcast. So, what I want to talk about in this first episode is the thing that sort of turned me on to this subject matter the first time. It's the first story that really hooked us. It's the first. Ah ha ha ha. That's not what I meant. You just said. It turned me on to, not on. Mm hmm. It attracted me to... That's the same thing. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's the thing that sunk its hooks into me and it made me research this extensively. Charlie, are you familiar with the Dyatlov Pass incident? I am not. Okay, that's a good start. I actually wanted that to happen. So, the Dyatlov Pass, it's a, it's a pass. It's a stretch of, like, nothingness in the Ural Mountains, which are in Russia. And 10 students from the Euro Polytechnical Institute, which is in Yekaterinburg, decided to go out on a ski trip. They were going to travel from a place called Vizhai to a mountain called Mount Otorn. And it was going to take them a, 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 about a week, a couple of weeks to get there. I'm not sure. That's another thing we should point out. We're not experts. No. <laughs> we're not presenting every single bit of fact. We're not as... It might not be accurate. Exactly. We are just people who are interested in this stuff who want to talk about it. So, it was a group of ten people on this expedition. Uh, there's eight men and two women. And this takes place in January of 1959. So it's a long time ago. Three months later, nine of them were dead. Mm. One of them was alive. So automatically there, what's your first thought? There's only one left. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Are they okay? Alright, you didn't go where I thought you, I thought you were going to say, oh, he obviously killed them. Well, he might, he might be like... He did. Are they like trapped, <laughs> did you say? I didn't say anything about them being trapped. So, so I don't understand. I'm, I'm spoon-feeding so you. I'm spoon-feeding you information, <laughs> dickhead. Right, so these are the people that were there. The leader of the expedition was called Igor Alex... Ooh... This is what I said about... Um, she just said his first name. Butchering the names. I'll just do the, uh, the... The middle names are quite complex, so I'll just do like the first and last names. So you've got Igor Dyatlov, who was the leader of the expedition. Yuri Doroshenko. Ludmila Dubanina. Yuri Krivonoshenko. Alexander Kolevatov. Kolevatov? Kolevatov. Zinida. Zinida Kolomogorova. Rustem Slobodin. Nikolai Tibor Brignoles, Semyon Zolotoryev, and Yuri Yudin. Nine of them died. 
So I'm going to tell you what happened in the Dyatlov Pass. So it took three months for them to find out what happened to these people. Upon conclusion of the investigation, the majority of um, of them had been reported to have died of exposure to the elements. So the majority of them died of hypothermia. Yeah. However, some of them were listed in the in the report as having died of a natural. Uh, sorry, um, a compelling natural force. What the fuck does that mean? That sound to me. That sounds like someone's trying to cover something up. Yeah. Which is a bit weird. Aliens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's foreshadowing, people. <laughs> so obviously that led to more questions. Um, this is just going to get weirder and weirder as it goes. As soon as the investigation was over, the case files were locked and hidden. Why would they do that if they weren't trying to hide something? However, in the 90s, photocopies of it popped up and the entire thing was nearly entirely redacted. Like, there was black lines over nearly all of it. So, again, someone doesn't want this to get out. Would it surprise you to know that 10 of them, well, 9 of them, because one of them, his name was uh, Yuri Yudin, he left early because he was ill. That's the best illness he ever had because he got to live until 2013 and died at the age of 75. So he had the best illness ever. He had, he had to leave this expedition and it saved his life. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine being the one guy who survived out of all your friends that died? And being ill for leaving. Yeah, exactly. Like, you think, well, Whereas the other ones think they're fit and healthy. Exactly, and yeah. And then that happens. So would it surprise you to know that 10 of them were supposed to, but 9 of them did, stay in one tent. One tent to 9 people. Now, it You can't get big tents. You can't get big tents. <laughs> when you see it, it's not that big. Um, but I guess, obviously, it with warm. it being Russia... Yeah, share body heat. Yeah. Would it surprise you to know that the investigators had found that the tent had been cut open from, from one outside. end to the other from the inside? So they were trying to get out. They were getting out told you this is going to get really creepy <laughs> feel free to interject wherever you want throw in a joke every now and again because I know you like to make your no chill jokes no because I might get abuse <laughs> <laughs> if you do block them simple as that I doubt you will so these people basically legged it for what reason we don't know but they left nearly everything behind as well all the gear all the stuff that they like, they obviously had their clothes it's on. It's like some Bigfoot situation. Ooh, foreshadowing again. Um, they literally left everything. Lions they didn't and take. And bears <laughs> they didn't take anything else with them. That they didn't take like shovels. They didn't take like when there's things. a fire drill in school and they say just leave everything. Yeah, leave your bags. <laughs> I'm like, but me lunch is in exactly. there. Exactly. The one exception to that is uh, Zolotoryev. He left the the tent with his camera now that camera no one knew where it came from because when Yuri Yudin was interviewed about this at a later date that was a spare camera so Zolotoryev had two cameras he left one behind and took one with him so why did he have two now you could say spare but he had spare film in case it broke it, it could be in case it broke in case it got wet like got whatever wet. but he had this spare camera and he decided to take that with him when he legged it I feel um, like I've kind of heard about this, but like not. Not as in depth as I'm going. <laughs> it gets even more sinister. I'm not leaving this this microphone until you get goosebumps. <laughs> Try me, bitch. <laughs> After they all die. So who found them? Investigators. So like authorities. 
detectives. Were they all found together or separately? Well, I'm glad you asked. One and a half kilometres. So that's like 0.93 miles. So like from here to McDonald's. Yeah, from here to McDonald's. (laughs) (laughs) Away from the tent. So one and a half kilometres, kilometres. To be fair, that's quite far if you were running away from something. In snow, like yeah. really deep snow in Russia. Uh-huh. So 1.5 km away from the tent, the first body was found. Sorry, the first two bodies were found. And that was both of the remaining Yuris. There was three Yuris. There was mm. um, Yudin, who legged it, um, Donashenko and Krivonashenko. They were found dead next to the remains of a burnt-out fire. So they had been trying to keep warm. Bear in mind, a kilometre and a half away, like nearly a mile away from where they started, mm-hmm. the, the, they'd built a fire. It was under a, um, a cedar tree. And some of the cedar tree had been, like a lot of the branches above them had been like broken. So as if someone had climbed up to try and see where they were. And on the way back down, they broke some of the branches and then used some of the branches to make a fire. Mm-hmm. People think that they were looking to see where the tent was. Now, why do you think they were trying to look where the tent was? Because something was there. They were trying to figure out where they were. Because, um, or also, before we go on, the two Yuris were found in only their underwear. I've definitely heard of this. Not because I'm like a perv. (laughs) (laughs) But I remember, because they said that it was weird that they didn't have any clothes on with it being so cold. Oh, we're going to get to that. But did they not feel hot? Again, foreshadowing. Yeah, I'm loving this, by the way. I'm loving this. You're getting everything like in your head. I love it. So the next person to be found was Igor Dyatlov. And he was found 300 metres away from the two Yuris. Then it was uh, Zina Kolmogorova. And she was found 330 metres away from Dyatlov. And then Rustem Slobodin was found in between... Igor and Zena. Let me paint that picture for you. The tent is like, just visualise in your mind, people at home and you, Charlie. The tent is in the middle of nothing. There's just the tent. And then draw a line out however far you want to go, and there is the two Yuris. Come back towards the tent, 300 metres, and there's Dyatlov. Then come another 180 metres, and that's Slobodin. And then go another 130 metres, and that's um, Zena. What people think is that the legged it panicked because they couldn't figure out where they were. But they might have had no clothes on because they've left them in the tent and then ran for it? Nope, they left no. the tent fully clothed. Oh, right. Because okay. there was nothing left in the tent that was clothing. Right. But the thing is, they've ran to this location, got a bit lost, climbed the tree to see where the tent was and then some of them have tried to go back to the tent. For what reason? Probably just to get shelter. But they've tried to go back to the tent and they've died along the way of hypothermia. They were also found in like various states of undress, like not as, not completely naked like the two Yuri's were. Like one had his scarf missing, one had his hat missing, so like there was odd oddities about the way they were found. Have you got goosebumps yet? Yeah. <laughs> oh. There's a look of confusion on my face. <laughs> now, 
That's everyone that died of exposure. Mm-hmm. That's five people. Right. Still four left. Mm-hmm. I'm going to turn this motherfucker up a notch. The next bodies that were found weren't found for another two months. Were they under snow? They were under snow. Ludmila Dubanina, Alexander's... Uh, I can't pronounce that name. Kolovatov. Kolovatov? I'm going to say Kolovatov. Alexander Kolovatov, Semyon Zolotoryev, and Nikolai Tibor Brignoles. They were all found in a creek or a ravine. It's, It would have been under snow originally, but with the snow melting, it like revealed like this creek. Mm-hmm. They've been under four meters of snow after building a shelter. Do you know like when they say you go up the North Pole and you build igloos? Yeah. Because the insulation of the snow can keep you warm. Yeah. That's what they did. They went, they buried under themselves under the snow and like basically tried to make themselves pockets of like air to keep warm. And they were also found with everybody else, like the clothing that had been retreated, that had been missing from the other bodies, they all had them on. So, they must have took them off. so these four that were still alive had pillaged the clothing from the other five who died to try and stay alive. And obviously it didn't, it didn't work. They were so all very there's not well like some Bigfoot walking around with clothes on. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good image. Now, my question to you. Logically, what killed the final four? Lack of food. Lack of food, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Insomnia, if they've not been sleeping. Insomnia. Again, Hydration. Hypothermia as well. The last group, save for one, did not die of hypothermia. This is a little more sinister. So, Kolovatov died thanks to hypothermia. So that's six of them that died of hypothermia. Dubanina died of a severe chest trauma. Zolotoryev also died of a severe chest trauma. And Tibor Brignoles died of a fatal skull fracture. So do you think the snow has caved in on them? Here's the thing. Or ice? There was no superficial wounding on them. So, for instance, this doesn't happen, but if I was to punch you in the face as hard as I can and broke broke your nose, you would have wounding under the skin and above the skin. Uh But these guys had nothing on them. It was like little to no wounding on the skin. But inside them, I think it was um, Dubonina, she was fucked up. Like, our ribs were, like, shattered. Our eye socket was broken, I think. Again, not an expert. But, like, these people were fucked up. Something happened, but not just falling down. Because the skull fracture that um, that Brinoles got, it was... It couldn't possibly have happened by a fall from head height. Like, he couldn't have just fell, fell over, hit a rock, and done that to his head. Like you would have had to have been thrown a long way or hit by something. Like, ex- but not like a rock. Like, you can't pick up a rock and hit someone and do that sort of damage to the skull and leave nothing there. So, again, what the fuck is going on? I have no words. I don't... <laughs> it's a lot of take in. Well, it's going to get even weirder. So, yeah, it was the autopsy of Brunola's that actually confirmed that the, um, the skull fracture couldn't have been from an accidental fall. But were they not under snow? Could it not have crushed them, but then not as hard as... That's like... another theory that's been tossed around, but no, because by the time they were found, the snow had been melting since they were since they were dead. 
How long were they dead before they were found? Two months. So right. they would have been preserved, would they be in... Right, here's where I hope stuff. you get the goosebumps. Would they not? Hmm? I said the bodies would have been preserved if they were in ice. Oh yeah, they were very well preserved. Very well preserved. Would you like to know the point where you get goosebumps? Go on then. Dubonina and Zolotoryev were found with their eyes missing and Dubonina was found with her tongue missing. What? Uh-huh. Two of them, the two who suffered the chest trauma, uh-huh. had no eyes, and the last had no tongue. Do you think it's like some animal, and they've like pinned them down and like pushed against them to get the eyes out, and maybe that's the pressure on them? That's a very good theory. That's another good theory. I don't know. And... Um, of course, the, the investigators tossed around the idea of it being like foul play, like a third party coming in and yeah. attacking them. But that can't have happened because there was only ever like eight to nine sets of footprints found. Like there was no other way that it could have been another person. An investigator also stated... What about like a bird? Like a massive big bird? An investigator also stated that three of them, the three who died of like mysterious causes had injuries that were more akin to something from a car crash. So it looked like they had been in a car crash. Is this guy not taking photos? Oh, yeah. Wait, oh, you mean the guy who, who took it from the van? Uh, who, who took it from the, uh, the tent, sorry? Yeah. I think he did, but nothing's reusable. Yeah. Like, I think it's, like, pretty, like, blurry and, like, there's nothing really, like, of note. Um, I was going to say, I thought that's what you were going to come to next. Well, they found the camera and I was going to be like, what? Um, no. Obviously, it couldn't be a car crash, though, because there's absolutely really no way a car could get there. It really things like this, though, because I will sit and think about this for, like, a long week. <laughs> I've ruined your week, haven't I? It's because it's there's no answer. Yeah, I need there answers. is no answer. That's what annoyed us about Madeleine McCann mm-hmm, thing, because mm-hmm. I need answers. Like, yeah. I, need, I need closure. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's awful that that's happened. It's absolutely awful. Yeah. Now I'm going to throw out a bunch of theories that you didn't actually say. Now you tell me if you think these could be possible. Avalanche. Well, I said snow. Do you think it could be possible? Possibly, yeah. Nope. It would explain why they ran away and tore the tent up. But Zolotoryev and Dyatlov were actually re-experienced ski instructors. Zolotoryev was actually studying a masters in the thing. And they would never have put the tent in a place that could have been an avalanche zone. Yeah. Why did they do it in the first place? Why did they get out of the tent so quickly? Exactly. That's what everyone wants to know. Instead Why did they rip the it. tent? Yeah. Like, they ran away fast. No one knows why. Have you ever heard of a guy called Donny Eichner? Nope. He's an author. And he wrote a book called Dead Mountain. And he hypothesized... Please tell me you know what the word hypothesized means. <laughs> it's like a theory. But it's, it's a theory in the form of a question. So he hypothesized that the mountains in the area were positioned in such a way that the airflow around the mountains, this is really science I'm sorry, um, created something called a common vortex street. And a common vortex street happens when like fluid flows around blunt objects. And that can create something called infrasound. Yeah, infrared. Yeah. But as sound. Yeah. Infrasound can cause people to have panic attacks when they hear it. 
So, so they that would panicked. explain why they left yeah. it. But it doesn't explain the injuries afterwards. Now, what was one of the things he said? Like, oh, I, where I went, oh, what's that he just said? Like an animal. A yeti. Yeah. Or an abominable snowman. Yeah. That idea was actually tossed around by detectives. Obviously, though, a yeti would explain how they got the injuries and why they'd leg it. Yeah. But Because, uh, obviously, it's massive. It's bigger than the average person. Um, but it's just a legend, and there's no ev- evidence that they actually exist. But why did they take their eyes of two of them and not all of them? That's a good question. And why it hung? <laughs> I'll get to that in a sec. The Discovery Channel actually ran a special called Russian Yeti, The Killer Lives. Which I'm pretty sure The Killer Lives is what they called the TV show about the Golden State Killer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, from Golden State Killer to Russian Yeti. Um, that's it, Also, it's the most generic shit ever. Obviously, it would explain the injuries, the force, the eyes and the tongue. But here's a problem. The group kept journals. They were writing in diaries as they were going. And obviously all, nearly all of them had cameras. One of them had two. So to go through this entire ordeal and not write about a Yeti or take a picture of a Yeti means that the Yeti was such an insignificant part of the journey that it didn't matter. Oh, the journals were in them. The journals were found on them. So they could have written in them saying like, oh, we ran from a Yeti. Might not have had a pen. Okay. But one of them had a camera, so why didn't you take a picture of it? It's just really bizarre. And the most annoying thing is the special ended by saying there was no evidence of a Yeti and it was just a complete waste of time. So why call it a Yeti thing then? Why even make the special? <laughs> it's just wasting everyone's time. Um, another thing you said was um, when you, you take your clothes off when yeah. you get hypothermia because yeah. your brain thinks your body's heating yeah. up. That's actually called paradoxical undressing. And it would explain the... Um, hypothermia but it wouldn't explain the injuries and you also said extraterrestrials ufos and it would explain a lot of things but again there's no evidence there's no evidence there was even a video game made about this oh t-shirts are moving the blue and the purple that's the ghost of our ego diatlov coming to home (laughs) there's a ghost in the room guys um there was even a video game made video game called colat um, it was a first-person survival horror game by a company called Imagine Pro. What do you think they thought did it? Well, not thought. What do you think they, like, tell the story as? The people. I think it was spirits. Like, ghosts. Like, driving them yeah. crazy and, like, attacking them and yeah, yeah. Which, you know, if you want to believe that stuff, believe that stuff. Taking their eyes and their tongue. Taking their eyes and their tongue. But... But, like... There must be some force to get a tongue out. Oh, yeah. Well, it wasn't pulled out. It was, like, eaten. So it must have been an animal because it must have been the eyes and the tongue. That's what people think. People think that, using the Yeti as an example, saying that this thing couldn't have possibly been real, these things, were, these people were dead you know for two months. People? Did they have anything missing? No. But these two were dead, obviously, near a ravine, where do animals go? Ravine. A ravine. They go to have a drink. But would it and not have been frozen over? No. It melted, remember? Hmm. So these people so were lying not, dead. But were they not dead? Were they dead before? 
Put it, it this way. Were covered in snow or after? Because if Both. they got covered in snow first, then it means they were, that it would have been colder. They were in, colder, so they were in a shelter, been... remember? Yeah, but... They were in an igloo, so they were, of course they were in snow. I know, but, <laughs> like, you're saying that they were underneath snow. Mm-hmm. So it would have been really cold mm-hmm. for there to be that much snow. So the ravine was possibly frozen over at that time. They weren't found until it melted it melted yeah so there and that melted snow frozen over then it wasn't cold enough to melt the water like a body of water that big it wasn't it wasn't cold enough to melt the water you mean freeze the water that's what i meant <laughs> um so what the thing is animals have came in to get water and they've seen these things and they've just ate the soft tissue because like you can't like the skin it's not really anything especially with being frozen solid but eyes and tongue and that it's still quite soft so that just take that out like a bird could just peck that out and eat it that's what I said a bird or a deer could come along and eat the tongue or like whatever so that's what they think about the, the missing eyes and the tongue this is this next I think this last theory I've got is what I've got written down yeah the thing that I think is the most plausible thing is the Russian military it was reported that they were doing tests on these things called parachute mines um, and parachute mines detonate just before they hit the ground so there's no like hit the ground explosion devastation Mm -hmm. it sends out a force before it hits the ground which sends out a massive shock wave it's a bigger impact sort of it like it'll like destroy like windows it'll shatter windows but it'll shatter your insides as well so your bones can get destroyed Mm -hmm. so that would explain a lot of things they managed to go off causing a high amount of internal injuries with very little superficial wounding. So that's the running away. It would explain why they ran away. Obviously the bombs falling from the sky. It would explain their injuries and it would explain the hypothermia because they ran away and got caught But surely snow. the injuries would be more than just a chest or a head? Again, possibly. But it all depends on what how close they were to the bomb, how far away they were. People also saw glowing orbs in the sky on the night. Like, people, like, far off, they saw glowing orbs in the sky. Mm-hmm. So, of course, what do you think people think that means? Aliens. Aliens. When in reality, that was probably the parachute mines being tested, being dropped. Um, but, of course, you know, people are also just going to look up at the glowing orbs in the sky and just think, oh, it's the History Channel's favourite thing, aliens. Mm-hmm. That's all the information we really have on the Dyatlov Pass incident, unfortunately. Uh, sorry to leave you on another cliffhanger. But I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you actually said, I don't like it when leave it on a cliffhanger. I don't. It really, like... Would you like to know what happened s- last month? Did they find out what happened? No. Uh-huh. <laughs> don't do that to me, man. <laughs> last month, they reopened the case. Oh. So Russian authorities... Must be not much happening there. Um, they've reopened the case and they're trying to like find out what really did happen, especially with um, modern technology and modern like DNA and whatever. Mm-hmm. They can, f- they might finally be able to figure out what actually happened. Yeah. And my God, please, please, find out what happened because this is the thing. I bet the bloke was it. meant to go with them's like mind boggled as well. Oh, he's dead now. No, but like at the time, <laughs> I bet he was like really. Oh like, yeah, he would just earth? be like. The devastate because they were all best mates. Yeah, his Could brain you, um, probably wouldn't be able to fathom like what. It's like the people who were supposed to like get on the plane on nine eleven, and yeah. they missed it. 
thinking like, God, I missed my flight. Oh God, I'm glad I missed that flight. Like, at the time you're devastated thinking, oh, I wish I'd done this or I wish I'd done something different. But then you think, no, if I'd have done something different, that could have been like life threatening. Yeah. And it, it, it makes you real. It, it does actually explain why a lot of people turn to a higher power after that, why they, why they turn to religion. Because like, oh, that must have been something of a higher power looking out for us. When in reality, it's just dumb luck. At least that's what I think. Just complete dumb luck. So, based on all the theories that I've told you and, like, everything that I've said, what do you think happened to them? I don't know, but it sounds brutal. I feel, like, really bad for them. Like, <laughs> I just feel like it wasn't a very nice way to go. Oh, like, if they were, like, if they were alive when the tongue was coming out, I hope they weren't. They weren't. They were, they were dead before. Oh, that. good. Don't worry. I say good, but even still, it's still not nice, is it, really? <laughs> well, no, you would rather not have to go through it you, of course not do you know what I mean but it mustn't be very nice the way that they've died obviously no all no, of no. them I mean hypothermia apparently after like it, it's painful at first and like but towards the end apparently obviously you start taking your clothes off you can't feel anything and eventually you just pass away it's like drowning apparently drowning is like it's like drifting off into a dream eventually and then you just die I just really really want to know what happened to uh, to Thibaut Bernola's head like, what the hell yeah. caused that kind of fracture? Because he was thrown far mm-hmm. for that to happen. Or fell from... You might have fell That's from why I think it's a bird. A bird couldn't do that. What, lift him up? Nope. It might have been a big bird. <laughs> There's no birds like that in Russia. You never know. <laughs> you never know. It There's was a lot a of Yeti weird bird. fishes in the sea. I watched oh, David Attenborough. It's a fish that did it now. No, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> if you dig a little deeper, you'll find stuff you've never seen before. That is very true. That is very true. So for me, I think it was the the Russian military, which means that we'll never find out what really happened because obviously the Russian military will cover up everything. But it does suggest to me that obviously them opening the case again suggests that it might not have been. Yeah. So. Or they might be trying to cover it up in some way by saying, well, this happened when yeah. really something else happened. Like, because people are wanting answers. Yeah, of course. But anyway, that is... The Dyatlov Pass incident. Sorry for ruining your week. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to go home and just sit on my phone for like seven well, hours and just your pictures watch them. Like. No, please don't. <laughs> I'll get upset. Like, I don't get upset. I just like, I feel worse than I do mm-hmm. having a face to it. When it's just names, it's easy to just like forget about. Yeah, because you have your own image of what you think that they might look yeah. like. But when you actually see it, it's like, it's well, not What nice. makes it worse as well, these guys were like just in their 20s. Like, this was 1959, they were mostly born in the 30s, and I think Ed Yudin died in 2013 at the age of 75. Yeah. Which is very... It's relatively young. Yeah. But <laughs> I bet you he's, he's betting he's lucky stars that he didn't go on that bloody trip, though. Yeah. I think that's a good note to end on. So, I have a request. Oh, here we go. Let's do this again. Right. But it's something that you love about this subject matter. I love the Dyatlov Pass story. Don't say what you want right now. Okay. We'll save it for a surprise for the next show. But choose something that you feel real passionate about on this subject matter. We'll come back. No, because I know one and you know far more than me because you did a YouTube video on it. Okay. But I think I'm going to try and research into something different. Okay. 
I was going to say. But I can tell you now what it is if you want. What I was thinking of the first time. Go ahead, I'll bleep it out. Ali's alarm? Or Ali's okay. alarm? Mm-hmm. I'm just listening to another podcast about that, actually. Because it really baffles me mind, that one. Yeah. So. Um, what I was going to say was, like, if you don't... I know you're really busy. Like, I just got to say, we are, like, the most weirdest normal people ever. Like, we have fairly normal jobs. I work, work in retail. Charlie works in education. But also, on the weekends... She's a princess and I'm a wrestler. <laughs> True story. It's, it's no word of a lie. Like, look on our Instagrams and our Facebooks, not Facebook, like Twitters. We, that is literally what we do. Charlie dresses up as a princess for kids' parties and I dress up as a wrestler and pretend to fight people. <laughs> pretend to fight people because wrestling is fake. Hey, it's not fake. It's pretty tuned. <laughs> Hey, my rib Why you can't bet on it? <laughs> so you can, actually. Can you? You can, yes. Oh, well, next time you're doing a show, can you tell me <laughs> which way to put my money? I'm not, I'm not in WWE. It's not, like I can, it's not like you can bet on me. <laughs> you can bet on WWE. You never know. Which means that if you... Which is really bizarre, because if Vince McMahon wanted to make himself a little book, which he doesn't need, he's like he's a billionaire now, but if he wanted to make himself a quick book, he could just log on to like an English betting site and put a bet on saying, like, well, I know... Roman Reigns is going to win. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Stick a million on. Stick a, yeah, you could. <laughs> could you imagine? Oops, I knew what was happening. And that's why you shouldn't be able to bet on it. But anyway, that's nearly here and all there. <laughs> I was going to suggest, because you're a very busy person, that you could just give me the subject matter and I'll research it for you and present it in the same way we did. Or you can do your own research and you can take the helm next week. Right, okay. Which one do you want to do? I'll see how it goes with my research, because I'm a very busy woman. Okay, again, remember, we're not experts. And I haven't got all day. <laughs> it won't cost much. Just your voice. Sorry, I got a bit too in the Ursula there. Sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it didn't take long to get to Disney, did it? Okay. I loved it. Oh, we should record an episode from Disney. Do a special episode. Oh, fuck's sake, no. Yeah. No, Disney is my time. But we could do a really funny episode from Disney. No. Like, there's people who died in Disney. I know there's people who've died in Disney, and I would... I was going to say it would probably be a place that I wouldn't be bothered to die in. Like, if I fell off a ride, it wouldn't bother us because I would be in Disneyland. Type, that's the thing you would want on this show. Anyway, so we'll see how it goes. I hope you do do your own research. I just hit your microphone. I hope you do do your own research because it'll be nice for me to not be at the helm for once because I've hosted three podcasts now and it gets kind of, it gets kind of like monotonous. You've only done one with me. Yeah, but I've done, th- I've done two others in the past. Which you loved. <laughs> so, anyway, right, you can follow the show on Twitter. Yes, I have made... Look, turn around. It's on, it's on the screen behind you. It follows you, by the way. Does it? Yeah, it already follows I didn't even you. get a notification. Ah, uh, you haven't got a notification set up. Oh, well. Who was the first person that you followed? Me. Yourself? <laughs> of course it was. All right, and then who was the second person? You. I bet it wasn't. Oh, wait, actually, I think it was you. What, the first person? Yeah, I think you were the first person. I'm going to check that, actually, really quick. Oh, but does anybody follow you back? No. Oh, no. First person was me, then it was you. And, and I followed, then who? I, I followed um, I followed a couple of My favourite murder. Yeah, that's, that's probably one of my favourite podcasts right now. Them two are the hosts, Georgia and uh, Karen, they're the mm-hmm. hosts of my favourite murder. That's their network. Exactly right. Exactly right. Go on. Go on. You know you want to. Um, and top five, because I like him. Um, so you can follow the show on Twitter. At Comfort in dd it wasn't you're not allowed to have enough letters for comfort death darkness so 
comfy death dark? It, it would have been comf. <laughs> comf death darkness. So C I. Comf death dark. Comf death dark. Comf death dark. So it's at comfort in double D. The Instagram is just at comfort in death and darkness. It allows you to have the full thing. And you can follow us both on Twitter. I'm at Mr. Jake Gray, and you are at. Sigasa. <laughs> it's a French battery. <laughs> <laughs> Funny story. I was thinking of a username. Back when Twitter was first a thing. Yeah, and I couldn't think of one. And I sort of put my head towards the desk because I was so sick of thinking of stuff and it all being taken. And I hit my head on the shelf above my head. And... <laughs> I didn't know that. You hit your head. Yeah, I hit my head. <laughs> Shock. I so am a clumsy knocked, person. So that's what knocked it down. Yeah. So then a battery fell from the shelf and we'd just been to France not too long ago before that. And it was a Sagasa battery, so for you know what it is, I'm gonna try this and it was available. And I always get tagged and stuff about the Sagasa factory. <laughs> <laughs> it would be funny if you had to go Duracell. Oh god. <laughs> or like Durex or something. Why would a Durex have fell from the shelf? Pain. That's two looks. Oh. <laughs> Dirty girl. <laughs> I'm putting that don't in don't there. That's staying in there. On Instagram, I'm going to put um, a collection of photos together from the cases we talk about. Um, so I'm going to put the map of which they were found. Uh-huh. Um, I'm going to put some crime scene photos. Um, I might even put a few pictures of them in, in life as well to commemorate them in some way. Just to be all soppy like that. Um if you don't want to look, don't look. <laughs> Again, this subject matter is not for the faint of heart. Um, if you don't like this stuff, don't listen to it. I don't want to have to read a review on bloody iTunes saying, eh, they're making light of this stuff. I don't care. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm going to have to come over here because my microphone stopped recording at some point. <laughs> so, um, yeah, thank you very much for joining me, Charlie. You're welcome. Oh, that's so nice. And we will see you very, very shortly. We won't see you. You will hear from us very shortly. Ah, right. (laughs) And don't forget, the best stories are always told with the lights off. Love Love yous.